Welcome to the world of public access television, where even a flabby, balding, unknown Greek can have his own show. Stevie! Hey, Stevie, how you doing? Hey, Rex Trailer, how you doing? Hi, how are you? Hey, I'm Lacus, nice to meet you. Good to see you, Lacus. Rex here and I were talking. He's thinking about making me his new deputy of Boomtown. Oh, well, uh, oh. You guys didn't hear? They tore down Boomtown years ago. It's, it's condos now. Condos? I didn't know that. Neither did I. Who is this Locus fellow? I don't know. Get out of here, Locus. There you go. Yeah. And don't ever come back to Boomtown! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he still sweeps up the studio after every episode. Here he is, Steve Patsos! Welcome to our late night show from New England. I'm Steve Katzos, and we're excited because Rex Trailer's on the show! <laughs> now, this is the start of our fourth season, and we began in one town, Arlington, Massachusetts. Now we air in over 12 countries. Can you believe that, everybody? How about it? <laughs> But Rex Trailer, well, he was on television for 18 years, and his show was actually three hours long. Now, here at the Steve Katzo Show, we think it's a miracle when we get to 28 minutes. <laughs> Dad, can you believe this? Rex Trailer's here. Do you remember him? Yep. Excellent. What do you think about him? Great. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm sure he's going to be happy to meet you. <laughs> now, I'd like to introduce you to the cast here in season four. Usually we have Jim the announcer, but today filling in, we have our comedy producer, Mike Controlbus. <laughs> Thanks for filling in, buddy. I know that uh, Jim's not here because of a contractual problem. What do you mean? He didn't want to work for free anymore? That's right. He won't work for free. But he's related, so we have to work that out. By the way, I love having you here because it makes me feel like I have a full head of hair. It's not working. It's not working. <laughs> hey, back in the room over there, we have our producer. He's been with me for 141 weeks. Put your hands together for Lacus, the producer! Hey, Steve, what's going on? Nothing. Aren't you excited about this? Four seasons, and tonight we've got Rex Trailer. How about it? Yeah, that's really exciting, Steve. Uh, Rex Trailer, great guy. Hey, hey, Steve, did you know we're on in Chicago, Illinois now? Chicago, Illinois! <laughs> yes, Steve, that's right. And a little known fact, uh, in 1840, the first Greek Americans, uh, they weren't Americans yet, first Greek immigrants landed in Chicago, penniless and broke. And 170 years later, you land in Chicago, Steve. <laughs> Let me guess. Pantyless and broke, right, Lacus? You got it, Steve. <laughs> Lacus, the producer. Ladies and gentlemen, we also have our own house band, the man in charge, Tony, the band leader! <laughs> now, Tony, I want to know, are you excited about this new season four? Yes, Stevie, we're all excited. Everybody, 
How about it, everybody? They've been rocking out with us now. Yeah. It's been four years. Tony and the SKS House Band. All right, folks, let's tell you who's on the show because the lineup is amazing. We do have a broadcaster. He comes from Waltham, Massachusetts. It's Rex Trailer! We have a comic legend tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tony V! And tonight's musical guest is from Boston, and he's awesome. It's Will Daly. And all of that is coming up for you right after this. My name is Steve Katzos. I'm not a famous actor, nor am I a hilarious comedian. I'm just a Greek boy with a dream. I want to give creative people a chance to get their art out to the world. And with the help from my friends, we produce this show that airs in 12 countries in prime time, all with a budget of zero dollars. And if we can do this, then you can do anything you want to do. Follow your dreams. Well, it's the start of our show. Now, our first guest is a broadcasting legend here in New England. He has this documentary you can find online. It's called Boomtown Gold. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Rex Trailer. Welcome, buddy. Howdy, Rex. Howdy, partner. How are you? It's so great to have you here. It's you, great to be here. Yeah, well, we, we love giving you to the international TV audience that we have, and we want to tell them your story, because growing up in, here in New England, we all knew about Rex Trailer. I want to tell you, my mother used to put me in front of the television, and uh, I'll never forget, every day I heard your voice, and you'd say, I'm Rex Trailer. You were actually doing commercials for Crimson Travel, but it was every day, and I just... When I heard that you were available to come on the show, I was very happy. Let's tell everyone the great news first off. There is legislation right now, and uh, they're trying to make you the cowboy of the Commonwealth. How about it, everybody? And I hope tonight to help push this through. What's this about, Rex? How did this come to be? Well, I found out about it uh, uh, when it was proposed and they told me that they were going to make me the Commonwealth Cowboy. <laughs> and I said, that's great, but what do I do? <laughs> and they said, nothing, because it hasn't gone through legislation. Now, if people want to help you out, can they, uh, if they live in Massachusetts, call their legislators and tell them sure. that they want you to be the Cowboy of the Commonwealth? Come on, there's no other Cowboys here. It's you, right, everybody? Yeah. <laughs> So call your state rep and tell them that you want to see Rex Trailer as the cowboy of the Commonwealth. I have to mention today I got an email from old friend Tom Bergeron who wanted me to send you really? his best. So he says hello. Uh, and you've affected a lot of people in broadcasting in New England. Some of them have gone on to uh, do some national stuff. And you and I talked on the phone about this. You had mentioned, because I'm Greek Orthodox, that you discovered somebody. Who, tell everyone here, who did you discover? Maria Menounos. 
Um, I have to tell you how it all started. Uh, I'm a professor at Emerson College, and every year I take my class somewhere, and I have a group, and, and it's a, mainly a production class. And we went to a big event, and it was a charity event. And we put on uh, a red carpet. And so I had my class interviewing the people on the red carpet. Mm -hmm. And there was a beautiful young lady <laughs> standing there off to the side. And I went over and I said, would you like to be interviewed? And she said, sure. And I took her over and introduced her. And she did a wonderful job. Mm -hmm. Well, what happened then was I said, how would you like to be in television? And she said, oh, television, I don't know about that. This was just a short couple of years ago. And I said, well, I'll tell you what. You come to Emerson College, sit in on my class, and we're going to get you in television. <laughs> and so she came to Emerson, then signed up for courses, took my class and several other classes, and she was wonderful. And I said, you're it. You're a hit. And she did great. How about that, everybody? Maria Manera. Now, I went to Emerson College for grad school, and if I knew you were there in the other building, I was taking business classes, I would have come taking your class, and maybe I would have been a hit too, Rex. Well, you are. <laughs> you are. Well, now, I am now because you're here. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wanted to talk to you because you had some co-hosts uh, on your show, and we have a clip. Uh, this is you and your... your uh, your partner, sidekick. Your sidekick, right. I'm saying co-host like it's my show. Your sidekick, uh, Pablo. And, uh, and you're doing some push-ups here. This is from uh, the documentary that I saw. So we're going to roll this clip. Locus, roll the tape. There we go. All right. I don't know if I can get my feet up on the wall here a little bit. There we go. One. Oh, you're doing push-ups. Two. Three. Hey. Hey, you didn't fall back right. How are those for push-ups, Pablo? It's amazing. Do it again. Now push-ups with no hands. <laughs> oh, no! You're doing chin-ups! You were one strong cowboy. I can't believe you did that. No kidding. <laughs> now that I see it played back, it was. Something happened uh, during the course of your show. Um, Pablo, who was your sidekick, actually uh, died of cancer. So you went solo for a while, but you thought it was a good idea to come out and tell the kids, because a lot of kids came to your show. Um, what had happened? It, that's something that's a little bit groundbreaking for its time, because a lot of kids really didn't even talk a lot about death. But this happened for you. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? The management of uh, Channel 4 at the time said, don't say anything. Mm -hmm. I said, don't say anything? about my sidekick dying? Mm -hmm. No, no, kids don't want to know about that. 
I said, well, it's reality. It's something that happens, and the kids should know about it. And so I did what I thought should be done, and I told the kids that Pablo had died. And by that time, the news was out. Mm -hmm. And I told them that it was sad, and this is something that happens in life and has to be dealt with. And I said, but Pablo told me before he died that he wanted Boomtown to go on mm -hmm. and for kids to have fun. And that's what I told him, and I said, so Boomtown continues right after this. How about that, everybody? <laughs> History uh, affected your show as well. Other things happened during this course of 18 years. One of the things uh, was that President Kennedy was assassinated. And when this mm -hmm. happened, you know, you were a cowboy, you had your gun, but you decided this is a kid's show and you stopped using the guns right away. That was your decision. Why did you do that? I thought it was a sad moment in history. Mm -hmm. And guns were all around. People were being killed and shot. And here the President of the United States was shot. And I didn't want to associate myself with guns anymore. Mm -hmm. And so they went down to the basement in a drawer, and that's where they stayed for years. And I had a lot of kids ask me, where are the guns? And I said, well, I'm not using them anymore. Yeah. However, just recently, uh, I have donated the guns to the State Police Museum. Mm. And so we're going to have a ceremony uh, sometime soon. And uh, the guns will be at the State Police Museum. You're, you are my favorite cowboy. He gave up his guns. How about this, everybody? Yeah. And to make the statement and to do it, uh, to make a good example for the kids. Uh, I just want to mention that uh, your show touched a lot of people, and uh, you, it was entertainment, it was you singing, but I want to talk about this, uh, this wagon train that you guys had. You, you were an advocate for children with disabilities, yes. and at one point you took all these wagons and you went into Beacon Hill. What was that all about? Well, we had 18 wagons, and we worked out this deal with farmers who had teams of horses, and we built these covered wagons just like, how many people remember wagon train? <laughs> okay. Well, we had these wagons, 18 of them, and we went to Greenfield, the other end of the state, mm -hmm. and we started this. Now, the reason we did it was to promote understanding for people with disabilities. And we always invited them on the show. But this was a nationwide opportunity mm -hmm. 
to get people to understand about disabled people, whether mentally disabled or physically disabled. Mm -hmm. and, you, and, and you had mentioned to me that you did have a child once that had no hands and you brought him into the studio and he was clapping and some of the people asked you, why did you do that? And, and what did you tell them? I said, that's a human being, that's a person. And that youngster stood there and clapped with the stumps of his arms and uh, I almost broke down mm -hmm. when I saw that. But those are the people that we want understanding about. Mm -hmm. And then the people with disabilities such as retardation and things like that. Mm -hmm. People have to understand these are human beings. They're part of us. And we have to promote understanding. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are too many people making fun of them. Mm -hmm. And I didn't approve of that. And so we decided to do this wagon train. And it went from Greenfield all the way, way down to Boston. And it was a real wagon train, folks. I was the wagon master. <laughs> I rode all the way. And every evening, we'd stop in a town, pull the wagons in a circle, light a campfire, I'd put on a show. <laughs> Listen, and you're still putting on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for the real cowboy and hero, Rex Trailer. Thank you so much for coming. It's an honor to have you here, Rex. All right, we'll be right back right after this. Like our show on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash Steve Katzos Show. Welcome back, everybody. It's time for today's comedian. Now, this man is a comedy legend here in Boston. He grew up in Somerville, Massachusetts. Please welcome Tony V. <laughs> So much. Hello, how are you? Good. Uh, it is a pleasure to be among you. Uh, please excuse my appearance this evening, but uh, this is what I look like. <laughs> you, you play the cards you dealt, that's all I'm saying. World gives you lemons, I say keep them. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a lemon. You don't know when you're going to run into some club soda or fish. <laughs> Uh, I was so nicely introduced uh, as Tony V, which is not my God-given name, by the way. I don't use my entire last name because uh, my parents are still alive. And uh, there's no need to drag them into this. Uh, I'm actually thinking about changing my name again. I was going to take a page out of this fella, Chad Johnson's book. Do you know who that is, anybody? Ocho Cinco, yeah, if you don't know. Football player changed his name to his jersey number in Spanish. I'm thinking about honoring my pant size. <laughs> so if you'd like, you can call me Tony Quattro Dos. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks. It's, it's really only a 40, by the way. But honestly, I didn't know what zero was in Spanish. 
judging from the audience, neither do you. <laughs> Let's go with that, shall we? I'm trying to get better. I'm actually getting ready. Uh, it's a nice time to be. I'm getting ready for the Olympics. Uh, oh, I'm not in them. Uh, <laughs> shock, I know. Uh, but I'll tell you this. Every guy over the age of 35 has had this thought in his head. Uh, at some point, a guy will say to himself, you know, if I took a year off and trained really hard, I could be in the Olympics too. Can I just say this? No, you can't. I, I gave that up. I'm down to archery. I think I might be able to pull that off. Or maybe in the Winter Olympics, I could do uh, curling, which is my favorite sport in the whole world. You know where they slide the brick down the ice takes about a minute and a half to get down there. You know what I mean? It's, it's really a sport for underachievers. You know, while the thing's going down the ice, you, you can have a drink and a smoke while it's going down. And then if you don't like the way it's going, you don't even do anything about it. You get another guy to go sweep in front of it for you. You go, hey, you, with the broom, come over here. Yeah, yeah, go sweep. Now I'm busy back here doing nothing. Which gets me to my other point, which is, you know, being a sweeper can get you in the Olympics. That's going to upset the rest of the athletes, don't you think? <laughs> what do you do? Oh, I'm a downhill skier. I'm on the mountain eight, ten hours a day. Broke my leg three times and making a comeback. I'm working really hard. What do you do? Uh, I'm a janitor. Uh, I had my own broom. And they let me in. <laughs> I think my favorite sport of all uh, sports anywhere is uh, ski jumping. You know, where they're hanging out flying? You know, you can't fly. I've tried. <laughs> you know what I think they ought to do to spice that sport up is make them wear uh, pointed helmets. <laughs> and you got to stick in the snow where you land. Like a giant game of lawn darts. <laughs> and then you leave the guy there for the whole event. There's no measuring, there's no guesswork, he's right there. How far did he go? He's right there. Go ahead, measure if you want, he's not going anywhere. See, that way the next guy has to go in front of him or behind him, because a tie would really hurt. I am trying to get better uh, about myself. About eight months ago, I said to myself, I'm going to get back into shape. And I realized I've never been in shape. <laughs> I got nothing to get back to. This could actually be my shape. <laughs> it's been with me my whole life. I went on a diet in the first two weeks. I lost no weight at all. I actually lost height. <laughs> I have no idea how I pulled that off. Apparently, I had about a quarter of an inch of fat on the bottom of my feet. Thanks a lot. You guys have been really nice. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Tony V. We'll be right back right after this. How about it, everybody? You can find more information about the Steve Katzo Show at stevekatzos.com. Welcome back, everybody. It's time for today's musical guest. Now, this is his CD. It's called Back Flipping Forward, and you can find it on his website. Please welcome Will Daly. Yeah. 
to stand my ground and still catch your eye. They're in your glamour, surrounded by scoundrels that all that you work for your cover the price. I got nothing like that. Subscribe to the Steve Catso Show at youtube.com slash the Steve Catso Show. Well, it's the end of our show, and we have to go, but we have to thank the other guests that were here. We had Rex Trailer. How about it, everybody? We also had comedian Tony V. And this, of course, is Will Daly. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're an artist, we ask that you continue to give your gift to society. This show is our gift to you. Good night, everybody. Thanks, Will.